0: Hello and welcome to our Unusual Dialogues. Uh, Today, my interaction and the interview will be with uh, my lovely friend Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello. Hiya, so um, I'm really happy to have you here, Um, sort of, you know, in this interdimensional space of our laptops talking. And uh, before we kick off, I just wanted to invite you, could you uh, say a few words about yourself to our audience, you know, whatever feels like
1: um so yeah i mean i'm I'm phil um and uh, I, I guess we know each other from from uni and, and living together um yeah I'm, I'm not really sure what i say about myself to be honest
0: <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah guys so uh, phil has been my flatmate for a year and uh, a good friend throughout the uni times and obviously we've uh, right now moved on to a bit more serious sort of lifestyles i don't know if you can say that Um but here today i wanted to ask phil about some really cool project that's um, he had and has on on the go constantly (laughs) i i feel like he's constantly doing something new and uh, also we might touch upon the uh, subject of employment and you know how the postgraduate uh, finds a job or (laughs) how how is it to to be in the job now in the job market so Phil, first and foremost let's let's kick off with something really cool. I remember you bringing me Mead over the last time we've met, and uh, I remember you've made your own guitar you have like you've made your own alcohol and making your own speaker if I think like if I'm correct how How did that come about? like you do so much stuff on your own
1: um like it's. I don't know. It's one of the things I've always kind of been doing since since a kid. You know, like just playing with Lego and like you know, connects and, and that kind of thing. Um, I've just always quite enjoyed making stuff. Hmm. Um, and then you know, when when you kind of start growing up a bit and you, you grow out of that sort of um, that sort of stuff, you start to look at other things you can make. Um, so you know, I've, I've been playing guitar for, for years and years and years. So building my own guitar was something I was always interested in. Um, and then when I got a bit older and I had money, um, you know, it, something that kind of just came together, um, you know, my, my dad owns a lot of power tools and that kind of thing. So all I really needed to do was, was buy some wood and get a bit of help from him to, to whack it all together. Um, you know, that's amazing.
0: Especially that, uh, uh, lightnings on your guitar. That's, that's a, uh, that's some crazy stuff yeah guys so basically uh Phil's guitar has like
1: has been struck with lightning <laughs> pretty much it's uh yeah they're called Lichtenberg fractals um so it's it's the marks that you'll see on a tree when when lightning's struck um, they're, they're really interesting um to see like if you look up uh, online on youtube there's there's videos of the actual process of it happening and you can see like the the lightning arc over the wood as, as it's like etching itself in Wow. It's really cool to watch and do, but it's also incredibly dangerous. <laughs> How did you because... go about doing it? Yeah, so it's it's really dangerous because you get a neon sign transformer, which turns, like, you know, mains voltage, 240 volts, up to about 8,000, which, if that passes through you, would probably kill you, or at least make you need to go to hospital. Wow. Um, yeah, it's quite, quite a janky setup to do. <laughs> And you did that in your garage? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had my dad watching with his hand on the power switch just in case, but... Wow. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it, it's relatively simple to make at home. Um, you can buy one of the Transformers online for, you know, 50 quid and strap it onto a bit of wood. <laughs> how, how did it come about, uh, like, the...
0: Where did you get the idea from? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm making a guitar and... I might as well use
1: a lightning too. Um, so when I started to make a guitar, you kind of, you know, there's, there's a lot of research. Well, whenever I start to make anything, there's there's a lot of research that you need to do. Um, there's there's a surprising amount of maths behind guitars. Um, you know, the, the way that all the frets are laid out and the distance between the, the bridge and um, the nut and everything, it's... You know, it, it's all tied into frequencies and maths that, I'll i will be honest, I don't quite understand. Um, but just through researching um, online, you know, different ways to build guitars, different, you know, how to set it up, different ways to, to paint them. Um, you know, I, I'd stumbled across Lichtenberg fractals. And, you know, there's... A, a lot of people have made their own guitar, but the Lichtenberg fractal thing is quite a unique thing. There's, there's not many people who have done it. Um, which is, you know, when I make something, I kind of want it to be unique.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: yeah, I want it to be something that I've made. I don't just want to remake something else.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, and what about the, uh, you know, you've brought me mead, but I'm pretty sure you've done some other alcohols as well. Is that something that you picked up from your dad making alcohol brewing? Or, yet again, your own project, you went online, uh, you found out about it and just... Decided
1: to go for it. Well, brewing's another one of those things that I've I've always kind of wanted to be making my own alcohol. It's you know typical British kid really. It's cheap in it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that was that was just sort of start a lockdown, got a lot of time on my hands, and brewing takes you know months, years, even um, to do. So I just sort of decided to give it a shot um my dad did uh he's bre- he's brewed his own beer and, and wine in the past um so you know he he was kind of knowledgeable about some of it but uh, yeah it was kind of my own own volition i think he was quite surprised when i turned up with a 25 liter bin and several kilos of honey to make some mead with
0: <laughs> and uh, i've seen on the bottle that uh, you've brewed it on the toilet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, the there's a, a bathroom by my sister's bedroom that um, she she was at uni at the time, um, so it was it was quite a good place out the way room that no one was using. Wow! Um, so we, we just set it all up on top of the toilet.
0: That's jokes, that's jokes, and uh, what what else out of the projects have you been working on then?
1: Was there something to do with speakers? yeah yeah so um i mean we, a friend of ours has his own sound system yeah. um that he, he used to to travel around the country with um and one day we were um well we were chatting about diy and that kind <laughs> of stuff um and he you know he's made his own speakers like he made the bins and all of that stuff he's really knowledgeable about all this uh and he gave me this little um amplifier that, you know, you can just plug in to a battery and some speakers and it'll basically create a little speaker. Um, so I was messing around with that. And then I saw an old cabinet downstairs that looked about the size of a speaker. <laughs> um, and then it, it just sort of, you know, it, it fell together pretty quickly after that. Um, I had to buy some some more bits together. But, yeah, that's, that, that's actually a project that I still need to get around to finishing of... Um, i've built the speaker and it works but now i just need to sort of put a i've got like this fake leather vinyl stuff to go on the outside just to you know make it not look like a cabinet i see i see and what about the guitar that you've ordered because
0: that was your own project as well wasn't it
1: kind of i mean that's a bit more so from making my own guitar obviously it's it's an interesting process and I, i learned a lot in doing it but I also learnt that I wasn't that great at making guitars. Um, there's there's some flaws on it. Um, the neck's not on quite straight. Um, the body's a bit too long, that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, I, I basically ended up commissioning someone to build a custom guitar, which was a bit more to the specs of what I wanted. And, um, you know, it was kind of a reward to myself. For, um, finishing uni. For, well, it, it was actually before uni I ordered it. Um, oh, it was when wow. I was doing my industrial placement. Uh, at the end of that, um, that was yeah. It was it was with the the money from the end of that that I I put that down with. But that's been going on for, for years. Although, yeah, it was about three years ago I ordered that thing, <laughs> and hopefully in a month I'll have it. Oh,
0: beautiful! I was
1: going to ask, like, do you have any contact with? The, with yeah, America? no, we, um, we, we talk quite a lot. There's, um, you know, when when you're building. Uh, guitars, there's a lot of decisions to be made, you know, what what kind of bridge do you want, what pickups, how do you want the electronics to work um, you know, all these crazy things um, if if you look at some people's guitars, like uh, Queen Brian May um, his guitar, the Red Special the, the electronics in that are very very different to how a normal guitar would work um, so there's a lot of a lot of room for creativity wow. in those kind of things and I assume you need
0: to know for yourself as well what you need really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the, the you know, like I was saying with Brian May's guitar, he'd set it up to do something called phase switching, um, which can really change the sounds of the pickups and that. Um and that's because of the way he played guitar. It, you know, he liked the way that sounded and it and it all kinda came together for him. There's you know, it, it's kind of understanding what stuff you like to play and how to get the best guitar to do that. That's really. cool. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, people can get quite deep into, and everyone's got their own opinion on what the best way to do it is.
0: I bet, I bet, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's so that's DIY for for you guys. That's uh, if you if you feel like you want to make a guitar, <laughs> Phil is probably the person to ask about the first uh, first hand experience so what about the you know you've you're we're finished with uni now i i might go back but you're you're you've done your master's and you're working now so how is that coming about like have you i remember that you've uh, finished computer science degree um are you working with uh, your computer science degree or what what was your job about
1: so yeah it's been a bit of a bit of a wild ride this last year hasn't it um (laughs) so yeah i I graduated back in in 2019 um and you know started work for for a company and then covid hit so everything kind of went a bit sideways unfortunately um i was down south in a place called aldershot um working new job using my degree having quite a lot of fun you know off on my own adventure and then covid hit they shut down the office they cut the staff in my sector of the company about 60% so as, as a graduate we were you know the, the graduates in that part of the company were some of the first to go um, yeah it's uh, you know it's unfortunate but I understand I understand why that call was made um, and then yeah I, I was quite fortunate where my boss helped me land a new role in the company um, but that's back up back up towards Manchester um, so I've I've moved back home and um, been doing that, but it's uh, it's not quite where I want to go with my career. So I've I've recently um, accepted a job at a new company. Um, and I, I start that in, in a couple of weeks, actually, a couple of weeks today.
0: That's exciting. What? Uh, how much different is it that going to be from what you're doing right now?
1: To be honest, I'm not sure. Um, they, I, I'm going off. a a full-time named role back to a graduate scheme um it's you know it's only a a year-long fast track graduate scheme thing but um the the reason that we've done that is basically to see where i fit best in the company so i I don't know exactly what i'm going to be doing because they don't know exactly where they're going to put me Um, it's quite an interesting point to be at um you know there's Um
0: with with the job that you've had or you know you still do for for a little bit have you had any um i don't know surprising or um entertaining or good uh experiences or practices that you've um, seen in the in the in the at work like how how do they operate is there something really that s- stands
1: out um to be honest it was quite weird when when i first moved to my my current role because I didn't meet anyone. Um, you know, it was all... Uh, I've been working from home um, since since COVID struck. So for the first six, seven months of, of being in this role, I didn't actually meet a single person that I, I worked with. You know, it was all online, um, you know, Teams calls and Skype calls. But, um, you know, some people's company... Well, a lot of people's companies um, tell you to turn your camera on. Yeah. My company don't do that. So... <laughs> You know, you work with next to people. You talk to them every day for six months, and you've got no clue what they look like. Wow! Uh, but at, at the same time, um, you know that they the the company I work for was very, um, very good at just allowing everyone to work from home, and the the shift happened incredibly quickly. Um, which you know it's quite fortunate because I know a lot of people were were furloughed or um, even even fired because they weren't able to work from home.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, did your responsibilities change uh, drastically since, uh, you know, you moved back home to work from home or was it the same just
1: from your own office? Well, I, I I was working, I started this new role after I started working from home, so there's not been been much change, to be honest. It's been the same thing the whole time. I see that's
0: that's interesting and what what's the uh, new uh, you know graduate scheme you said does that involve um a full-time pay or is there some other incentive like a promise of five-year contract or whatnot
1: so um i mean it's i, I still get paid fully um and it's it's only a year-long contract but the the idea being they will then renew the contract at the end of the year um if all goes to plan.
0: I see, and w- will they move you around the company to see where you fit best,
1: or do you know already where, in which department you're being put? So they, you see, on a lot of graduate schemes, they say stuff like, um, "Oh, you'll move every six months" or something along those lines. I've never actually seen a company do that. Um, you know, I, this is outside the tech sector as well. You know, I, I know people who have gone to law, like law firms and stuff, and you know you get sold on this idea of rotations i've not i've seen them happen but it's not not consistent um so i think a, a lot of the time it's you need to drive it yourself so i, I, I don't know where they're going to move me but if i see somewhere interesting i'm, I'm going to push to go there
0: yeah that's really cool and um this obviously this is a different company than the one you're working for right now isn't
1: it yeah yeah, it's a much much smaller firm. Um, the The current company I work for is a, a very large international company, um, and the one I'm I'm moving to is seventy people. Oh um, wow, it's a startup. It's not a startup. It's a it's a small to medium business. Uh, I believe Fair. they're called it in the UK. Wow. Or no, small to medium enterprise. Okay, but, um, all right. They they do actually have some offices in Australia, which surprised me a bit when you only heard i've got 70 employees (laughs) yeah maybe
0: maybe you can get one of those then
1: uh well i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say no if they offered me the opportunity to to travel
0: (laughs) definitely in this day and age okay and what what about the you know you said uh, that it was not necessarily what you were interested in I remember that during uni you've done or maybe just after, uh you've done the Inventor Prize uh, competition with uh, Alex. You tried to get the um some some business idea set up. Is that still um on your radar or, or what are your future plans? Like is there anything in particular?
1: Um, I mean that's still that's still going on in the background. Um <laughs> Nev was actually talking to me about that earlier. Um yeah it's it's still it's still going on there's there's some interesting things happening in in that area at the minute but um not not much i can really talk about because we've not got anything definite um but it is it's quite interesting because um, it's quite a continuation of what i was studying for my dissertation um me and alex did kind of you know leaned on each other for our dissertations so it's it's quite interesting to see the continuation of that work
0: what May I ask, what was the subject, uh, you know, sort of generally uh, um, um, of the so dissertation?
1: My, my dissertation was about how does news affect the stock market? So how would a negative article about, you know, a company like Coca-Cola affect their share price? Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, it's, it's quite a... There's a lot of interesting technology built within that. It's all based on machine learning and sentiment analysis and, you know, how does a computer understand the english language um the answer is it doesn't very well um, <laughs> it's not yet, not yet exactly it, it's quite a quite an interesting sort of thing on the back end of how do you actually make a computer understand what 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 makes some by a sentence positive or negative um or you know how do you the, the really big issue in uh computer linguistic analysis is sarcasm because how does a computer know if if you're taking the mic
0: oh wow (laughs) is is does this involve like uh, you actually programming the algorithm to
1: uh, to recognize that sentiment so there's there's a lot of ways of doing it um my my disc focused on a few methods the main one was using uh, something called a dictionary which is, a well, like, much like a dictionary in the real world, is a list of words. But rather than having each word have a definition, it has a score. So, you know, you could have a word like hate, for example, might have a very negative score because it's a negative word, whereas something like love might have quite a positive score. Um, and then when it's trying to understand what the sentence is, you know, is saying, is it positive or negative? You're looking at these scores and the words in the order that they, they turn. Um, so, you know, if, if you wrote, I really love my Xbox, that's quite a positive thing. And, you know, you've got really love. So the computer might even start combining those words together and oh, wow. making the score even higher. Um, but then if you were being sarcastic about it, like, oh, yeah, I really love my Xbox, it overheats all the time. When you of look course. at that from a purely numerical point of view, by assigning the numbers to the words, even though it's quite obvious to a human being you're being sarcastic, the computer goes, oh, overheating must be really good."
0: Wow. Okay. And but and that that algorithm or that dictionary would then be applied to the article, for example,
1: and uh, and score the article whether it was positive or negative. Yeah. So so part of the dissertation was um, how how do different dictionaries affect the results so um there's you know generic dictionaries and then there's specific ones so there's um like a dictionary for politics because you know the meanings of some words or the importance of some words will change depending on um you know what context they're being used in um you know like the way that we would text each other is not the way that the prime minister would talk in parliament is you know not the way that someone would talk if English was their second language then they lived in China. <laughs> you know, like... Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's everyone uses languages differently. That's really interesting.
0: Wow, I did not know that you that, um, that, that was a part of the uh, business idea. Okay, um, before we sort of uh, go off to the, the, the final uh, touch what do you have any um plans apart from that business idea do you have any um i don't know hopes or like sketches of plans uh for your next like you know uh, adventure um in regards to work or for now you're gonna uh, just see if if that company fits you and uh, yeah decide then.
1: i think for now i need to to stop for a minute and and just kind of work out where, where I'm going next. Um, you know, like, like I said, I, I moved back home, so I'm, I'm looking at moving out. Um, you know, I'm just kind of hoping for, for a bit of stability after, after the year we've had.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Okay. Um, before, before we finish, I wanted to ask you what, um, I ask every <laughs> interviewee in our little, um, dialogues. Um, is there anything in particular and and you can uh, relate it to whichever point we've made during the conversation is there anything in particular that you would s- say to our listeners to be a useful i don't know advice or a warning <laughs> in regards to to any of the points um from yourself maybe about diy i find that really interesting but feel free to to choose whichever
1: i mean at I- the one thing I always come back to is you can literally find anything on the internet, you know, from from the stuff I was doing in my dissertation um, to, to the DIY stuff to, you know, even, even in my full-time job at the minute just being able to, to search for something on the internet and find hundreds of articles explaining better than I could explain it um, of how to do anything um, and it, it's all there and it's all free, so, you know a, a lot of people get caught up in sort of performance anxiety almost um they're they're scared to try new things and a lot of the times if you look online you can find really simple guides that'll get you started towards doing anything you want to do
0: that's a really good point and if anything that uh, that's such a useful tool um that uh, i think we take for granted most most of the time these days maybe don't even see it as a thing. that's a fair point bro thank you very much for that so yeah um this is it guys thank you very much for listening uh thank you phil for coming along thanks for having me and uh, yeah i wish you have a great week stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you next time